One of the first questions Ramaphosa had to answer came from ANC MP Fezeka Loliwe on the implementation of the minimum wage and why it would only be implemented in May next year. The reason we agreed with the social partners that implementation must only be next year was to give the Department of Labor sufficient time to prepare for the implementation of the minimum wage. This is so because we would like to see full compliance. And this period is going to ensure that we reach out to employers and get as many businesses as possible to be aware of how the minimum wage is going to function and to raise their level of compliance. On the recent deployment of the SANDF to the SONA event, the deputy president was asked whether as leader of government business he knew about the decision of the deployment of the SANDF to SONA. He said the deployment of SANDF and decisions thereof were solely the prerogative of the president. But DA leader Musi Maimani, who asked the question, insisted that Ramaphosa answer the question as leader of government business, who is a liaison between parliament and the executive. In your role as leader of government business, as I've outlined, what steps will you take to ensure that A, the executive never again abuses state security apparatus to intimidate members of parliament and the media and that parliament in fact returns to its place as a separate and an independent arm of government or do you in fact support the actions of the executive and of the president? I thank you. Ramaphosa told Maimani that it was premature to respond to the question because the DA had already taken the matter to court to challenge the constitutionality of bringing the SANDF on the parliamentary precinct. Please allow me not to enter this space which you have now taken to an independent tribunal in our country. Let this tribunal address these issues. Because once that tribunal has ruled on these matters, I will then be able to answer the question that you have raised because the tribunal that you have gone to will be able to give us definitive answers. So I want to leave it there and I think you've gone to the best tribunal, to the High Court, to give you a ruling on this. But it didn't end there. ACDP leader Kenneth Mishwe entered the fray on the SANDF security matter, which Ramaphosa also had to answer. If indeed he was not informed about the presence of hundreds of armed soldiers who were deployed during SONA, what was his first reaction when he saw them? Because during apartheid, they were not seen on the premises. And secondly, is there somebody is a somebody who's suffering from paranoia. And if that is the case, we want to know who is fearful and whose life is being threatened. I've never thought that they were threatening. I've always seen them as aligning the streets. When Parliament, when it's on a sauna day, they align the streets, just as members of Parliament also strut along the streets and the carpets in the well-clothed and all that, uh, looking really absolutely lovely. I saw you this year, uh, Honorable Michel, also looking really outstanding. And I always observe all this. And I never thought, quite honestly, I never thought that 
the members of the SANDF and the police are threatening. Yes, they are often here in numbers, and I've often seen many of them, but they are always on ceremonial type of guard. The Life is Dimeni tragedy also took center stage. The EFF's Susan Tembekwayo touched on the deaths of the more than 100 mentally ill patients who were transferred to unlicensed NGOs. The death of the patients has everything to do with the government neglect, which is seen as normal across public health system. What specific actions must be taken to bring those who caused the death of the patients to account? And what is the deputy president doing to restructure the public health system to ensure it responds to the health needs of our people, the people of South Africa. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker. I can say without any equivocation that the Minister of Health, ever since this incident occurred, has on a day and night basis been working on this matter. If there is anything that is top of mind to him right now, it is how our country and our people get over this debacle of Esidimeni and how, how we ensure that those who are affected are given the support. The possible social grant crisis facing Sasa, social development and the country also came to the fore. The IFP's Liesl van der Merwe sought answers from Ramaphosa who says government will make sure that every social grant recipient receive their payment come the 1st of April. The Minister of Social Development did nothing and now with a month ago we've got no plan, absolutely no plan to pay grants, absolutely no plan. So President, Deputy President, we've seen no leadership on this matter and I think today as leader of government and business you must tell us why we've allowed Minister Dlamini to show a complete disregard for the Constitutional Court. The Sasa matter is being addressed. It is being addressed and uh, the Armageddon... Order. That, Order. Thank, thank you for your protection, uh, Honorable Speaker. GP. The Armageddon that you're talking about will be avoided. We will make sure that those 17 million people in our country who rely on these payouts, grants, uh, child grants and old age pensions do get their, 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 their pay. And we are fully aware of uh, the constitutional court uh, requirement of having to go back there. And that is underway, that is being addressed. And we're going to make sure that the wheels don't come off. Ramaphosa also responded to the recent attacks against foreign African nationals in Tswane and Johannesburg. He reiterated that South Africans are not xenophobic. The deputy president will be back again in the National Assembly for a second oral reply session on Thursday next week.